Vode. Welcome to Brinko Sock Mandalorian Podcast. My name is Cork. My name is Marika. And I'm Brett. All right. And so we are here for, I guess, the second edition of Cork's uh, Crazy Theories. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't decided on a name for this one yet. This is... Uh, I have been putting it in all my notes as The Theory. <laughs> okay. Cork's Crazy Theories, The Theory. Yeah, we'll figure out if I think of something more creative by the time mm-hmm. that this episode's over. Yeah, I guess you'll know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you'll know if you see a different title. <laughs> Cork's Crazy Theory, Why Thrawn is unpor- Important, Unfortunately. <laughs> um, did you watch those few Rebels episodes? I started to, and then you said you were, I literally turned them on, and then you said you were going to get here earlier, so I just started reading <laughs> X-Men comics instead. I feel that. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's not all that important. Um, it's really more just a basis of who yeah. Thrawn is and what Thrawn is about. Yeah, I feel like you've told me a little bit with Thrawn because it was that one episode... Where Ahsoka mentions him. Yes, I couldn't I kind of was like, was it Book of Boba Fett? Was it the Mandalorian? They started blowing yes. together at the end there. Um, yeah, but so, because Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn, I guess, when we meet her in the Mandalorian. Right. Yes. Um, so we're going to, I'll jump right into it, because I have tons to say about Thrawn. Unfortunately, most of this is about Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And well, more, like, it just sets up the, the reason for all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the main reason, like, I'm talking about this is what I think is going to happen throughout the future and this next phase we're going into of the Star Wars everything. Okay. We now have this expanded series universe expanding, mm-hmm. but no movies planned. Yeah. And we also have some games starting and a lot of books and shit. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, what is what are we doing here? Okay. So I guess I don't have to worry about sounding too nutty because it is a Quirk's Crazy Theory, but mm-hmm. um, this might like come off kind of like a... Unhinged? Kind of like the mall trying to convince Ahsoka. And oh, the- God, yeah. <laughs> There's no mall. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that's what I will say. I might come off a little bit like that. But so, anyway, the main theory that I have here is that I think at the end, uh, since like the end of the Clone Wars, um, everything have been has been planned by an outside source. We have yet to meet in any mainline Star Wars media. Okay. Um, and I think this threat is some species of aliens deep in the unknown regions and have been basically cultivating for decades and is almost ready for its end goal, which would be an invasion of the galaxy and all of its inhibited, inhibited inhabitants hot on the heels of the disorder that like they purposely made. And I'm also wondering if this has been Disney's plan all along, or if this is a retcon. So, my Does main... it make it seem like you don't seem completely unhinged? This, like, al- outside alien force thing, this was a thing in, like, with the comics. Different it? name, yep. Okay. A little bit. And some of the books. I feel like I've heard of this thing. Right. You had to explain it to me at some point for some right. context or something. Yes. Okay. Um, and I think I can prove this. It sounds really insane from the front, but I think... I think I can prove where I just want to hear argue. that you aren't making up some like outside alien force thing is going to come out. <laughs> oh no, this is all that I have legit serious evidence of this. Oh, okay, yes, I know you said. Lotted through. Um, most of my, in case anyone is wondering, most of my sources come from the Thrawn trilogy, the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, Aftermath, uh, the comics leading from. Post-Endor, or I guess not even post-Endor, the end of the Empire all the way up until 
Exegol, as well as the Aftermath series. So, okay. <laughs> there's evidence for this throughout. And, of course, Rebels and a few other little things. Um, Even some of the new comics mention right. something about them. So, what do you got? That uh, My question, though, is do you think that, like, Disney could have planned this far ahead? Do you think Disney would have would be able to make... Disney, yes. Peter Jackson, no. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, do you think that they could be planning this honestly through something this big? I'm thinking maybe just because, I mean, I know there's been, like, a lot of retcons and stuff, but, like, the MCU technically started in 2008. So, like, right. yeah. you gotta think, and yes, like, some of those, like, completely don't make sense, or if you, like... And, yeah, I think... Well, it's a slightly different universe than... Well, that's what I'm saying. So, what I've been thinking, and maybe they didn't get it as, like, cohesive as they wanted the first time. Because, like, you know, like, the the Defenders TV shows for Netflix... Like, the Netflix shows didn't go anywhere. I thought maybe those would... Go, like, come in, come in somehow to, like, the movies. I, I thought, like, say, maybe... tied in here soonish, supposedly. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, I guess, um... Yeah, I guess Daredevil was in the Spider-Man movie. So, like, yeah. finally right. they have gotten that organized. But, so... I'm thinking, like, if this is their second... Basically, we're gonna plan this out this much franchise. They've already done it once. So, like, I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they could do it again. I think, you we... think now they have all of Marvel who have been, you know, planning comics for 40 years or something. So, yeah, I think we also should state with that is that Jon Favreau is pretty much launching this. And launched... And he is... And he... He he is a Star Wars fan. Well, no, no, no. He started, you know, he started Mandalorian and did all that. Mm -hmm. And he also launched the MCU. He was the first Iron Man movies. The MCU started because of Jon Favreau. That is true. Okay. Yeah, so I think that is also is that we do have people who have some... Ideal of how to set this up where stuff could go a lot bigger. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, my first point of why I think this could be true is that, like, in everything right now, it really seems like we're building towards something. Like, why else? Like, if you've noticed, like, everything right now has been in the same time period. We're getting all these new series and stuff, but they've all been in around... But you can probably... The beginning of the earliest, I would probably say, would be Bad Batch. To right when the New Republic fall, and most are right when the New Republic started, and most of it is towards that New Republic period. Yeah, so you're saying like where the like prequels were to end, and then the original trilogy were to start. Everything has been in that period. No, no, no. Sorry, I meant everything has been in like the Mandalorian period right now. Okay, so the like we're, focusing... we're in like early in Leia's government. Yes, early okay. in the New Republic is most of it, but we do also have some stuff. With Bad Batch, you know, a few earlier things. Yeah. Or we have these series, especially books and comics, that are way before this. Okay, yeah. So, and also if you're... I was thinking, like, late Empire, early New Republic era. Okay. Is where most of this stuff has been going on, including comics like War of the Bounty Hunters, and then now Crimson Reign. So, like, I think that that's strange that we're all... We're hanging out in the same time period. Yes. Because we have just finished... The end of a serious time period. We had yeah. a cut. Like, the, the Rise of Skywalker ended. Yeah. And uh, why is everything new now? Yeah. Before that. Okay. That's kind of why I, I think it's kind of strange. Is why aren't we going forward right now? What okay. are we setting up? Yes. Yeah. Um. So some people, like... Well, I mean... Hmm. Just, I, I mean, I completely believe it. I'm sure you're right. Your last series one was completely right. But do you think maybe they had more stuff planned in the future, but then, like, the response to Rise of Skywalker was so bad, they were like, actually, fuck this, we're not going to, like, give Daisy Ridley a Disney Plus show or something? Well, here's what I think. 
is that I need a sip of wine. Um, (laughs) What I think is this stuff that's happening here, and I'll explain it later, is to set up what's going to happen next. Oh, okay. So you're saying set this up maybe in like 10 years, then we get another movie where we Mm -hmm. finally fucking see like what Daisy Ridley is the only Jedi is, you know. Right. What's happening around. Yeah, her and Grogu, I guess. So this is, yeah, that's what I think. So some people have said that they think they're building all of this because they're going to retcon or fix the sequels. That's kind of the, some Mm. people think that. Okay. But I honestly, first of all, don't think they're going to do that because I don't think they want to split their timelines anymore because there have been thoughts of possible timeline splitting to do that. <laughs> no, they, they looked at the Fox X-Men and were like, no, 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 we're not going to split timelines. That doesn't go well. <laughs> right. So, and also, like, as crazy as this seems, like, I don't think it needs to. Like, yeah. if you're a casual movie viewer, as most people are, mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker felt like it came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it really didn't. Like, all the stuff that was horrible in that movie mm-hmm. was either explained in books or comics or was just straight-up Disney stupidness, like the queer, queer shit. Yeah. And, like, mostly, most of it was, you know, most of the Disney bullshit was very superficial. Yeah. While this stuff was set up beforehand. Well, I guess, yeah, with that and a little bit, like, they had to work around Carrie Fisher dying. So, like, and, right. and they had a lot of time. Why? They, yeah, that's more Disney bullshit. Like, they had enough time to basically rewrite the movie so that, like, it would have worked and they just chose, like, not to do that for some reason. So that's why she's, like, there, like, talking to, like, Rose Tico, right. but she's, like, clearly not in the scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the first one that really did this of, like, the tie-in media was um, Aftermath, for instance. It... It was based, they they were written and released the very first one right before um, Force Awakens came out. Okay. And then they were consistently released near each of the movies. Okay. But it did end before. Okay. They were pretty much made to go side by side with the sequels and to kind of set up some shit. Okay. That's what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the earlier ones, not so much. I mean, we're setting the scene for what ends up happening because the whole point of Aftermath is it's everyone... After Endor. Okay. And, like, we just have, like, these group of people and in the New Republic who are, like, trying to figure out what the hell they do now. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily fully the setting up of New Republic, and but in the very beginning of the New Republic, as they are still actively fighting the Empire. Yeah. Okay. So most importantly is the third of this one, which is Empire's End. And at this point, like, the war is finally close to ending, and we get more... We've been introduced to him, but we get to know better a man named Gallius Rax, who was once uh, an orphan from Jakku, but has ended up basically coming out of nowhere after the fall of the Empire as being seen as this Imperial war hero that no one really knew shit about. Mm -hmm. And he takes over this, like, leading council, sets up, actually, this leading council of different Imperials after intentionally killing and abandoning other parts of the Empire... Okay. To kind of shape the ideology of the Empire. Okay. So it moves less towards strict rules and, like, you know, the structure and everything. And falls more into, like, cutthroat, get yourself ahead, and, and throw in some Sith shit in there as well. Okay. We got, like, people worshipping the Sith in here. And then we got, like, propagandist, And then we got mm. Huxes from the sequel's dad yeah. doing really crazy shit. Okay. And then we got Ray Sloan, who's the baddest fucking bitch in the world. Okay. Just fucking shit up. Um, and she is seen as, like, the counterpoint to Leia. 
as is, she's like the face of yeah. this new remnant. Okay. She is not the emperor because she doesn't have a seat, but she's the grand admiral. She's the highest person. Okay. But then this guy is controlling her and doing all this shit, and she's real pissed about it. Because that's not. Thrawn, that's, she's Thrawn's replacement. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, she has. She, she, she rotates up the grand admiral. Yeah, she does take the grand admiral spot from Thrawn, and the other grand admirals are killed. That is true. Oh my god, I can't believe. I think you're right on that. If not, then yeah, she is. She did get promoted to the same rank that Thrawn was. Yeah, so our boy Rax, or whatever the fuck. Anyway. Like I said, I'm going to be cutting around in the time period right mm-hmm. now. So this is like four ABYs around mm-hmm. this time of all this shit going down. Okay. If anyone wants to know. So like five years before Mandalorian. Okay. Um, so anyway, he basically like brings everything that's left of the Empire per Palp's plan called the Contingency mm-hmm. given to him on Endor by the Empire, by Palps, uh, to a secret facility called an Observatory on Jakku, like I said. So it never really gives us a full exact ideal of what this place is, except that it is a planet-destroying weapon. Okay. But that doesn't make sense to me because it's called an observatory. So I'm going to assume that they're observing something in this observatory. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's the Unknown Regions, because in case you didn't know, Jakku is right on the border of the Unknown Regions. Mm-hmm. And also, like most planet-destroying weapons, they didn't put death in the name. So. Yeah. So yeah. The death observatory. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in his planning from this point has been absolutely meticulous. Mm-hmm. He has done stuff such as give the New Republic information as a spy. Mm-hmm. He has made sure the right people are involved in the New Republic. He has then taken like rebellion and alliance people prisoner years and years before and implanted them with clone level chips and then brought them to the capital of the new republic and had them kill leaders of the new republic so he has had this this has been planned planned Mm -hmm. and it all leads to this point on jakku but the thing is even with all of the empire's forces here on jakku it is still very clear that the new republic is going to win they are an actual formed military right now yeah and they fucking are. So he ha- gives, like, this huge speech to the Empire of, like, you know, real serious. And also, he has captured Ray, who's trying to kill him at this time. Ray Stallone. I know that we're on Jakku. Ray Stallone. I was confused. I was like, what? I was just in my head. The 50-year-old like, oh, badass black woman. Not Ray. Just- okay. <laughs> R-A-E. Ray. All right. <laughs> I was about to be, like, getting this in my head. I was like, okay, so we're on Jakku, but, like, Ray's not even, like, like... Born yet. <laughs> Jody Comer and Palpatine's son haven't even met yet. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Salone. I'll call her Salone from now on. Okay. Um, so, and he's he's gloating, and he's real excited that Salone's here for this, because whatever. But I do have a quote, because he makes this huge speech to the Empire, and then immediately goes and pieces the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Seemingly knowing that the Empire will lose. Okay. Um, which is kind of the main thing. Uh, All right, so he says at the end of his speech... Today is the day we fight back and reclaim our galaxy. Today is the day the New Republic dies at the Empire's hand. Today we take our futures. And then it goes to parentheses. If only they knew what that future meant. And then he leaves. Okay, Okay. he goes to leave. Only he's killed before then. And our girl Sloane uh, goes instead. Okay. She pieces out. She says, fuck that rebel who's 
husband I've been hanging out with and maybe fucking in the desert, but also he's a rebel and I don't even really like him. So I'm going to leave now. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It gets... Ashram mm-hmm. is wonderful. I love it so much. <laughs> so when she gets onto the ship, it is basically a copy of the Imperialists. Mm-hmm. Or the Imperial... Whatever. Fuck. It was... Palpatine's ship. It's a copy of that, and the course has already been set into the Unknown Regions. He's also there with um, older Hux and young Hux, who then she's like, you want to kill your dad? So she starts setting up, and um, she really does. She, like, becomes, like, younger Hux's, like, surrogate parent. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, older Hux has made this whole murder children thing. And, and, like, he's not a part of it. He's he's outside of this. And he's a disappointment to his father. Remember all that shit? Yeah. So she's like, you want to control the kids? You're in control of the kids. And if they kill your dad, well, they kill your dad. Okay. She's like, I got yeah. you. I like, I like you, kid. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit gets weird here. So they're on the course of the unknown regions. And also, in case you didn't know, Exegol is in the unknown regions. Okay. And she's told that they're going to meet other parts of the Empire... That have also gone to the unknown regions and will be doing something in the future. And that it has all been planned by Palpatine. So now, if you knew that going into Rise of Skywalker, all the shit that happens on Exegol, with this whole secret military, okay, it it seems a lot less fucking out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But that was kind of the thing, is like doing everything, like all this background in tie-in media, like didn't, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Because, like, that kind of used to be the way Star Wars was. Is you'd go into a movie, yeah. it gave you the screen crawl, and then you'd accept everything that happened. Yeah. No matter how fucking stupid or crazy it was. Yeah. But at this point, like, they did all this entire media, and people now are like, wait, but why? How? Why did we yes. get here? Okay, yeah. You know? So, that's one of those things. And I also, like, not to mention, I feel like they kind of just fucked up sequels from the beginning by yeah. playing it both too safe and too risky at the same time. Mm-hmm. They didn't hit the right level there. So a part of this is what I want to talk about, why I'm bringing this up, is because mm-hmm. I want to talk about how this, what they're trying to do now, is going to solve the problems they had with the sequels. Okay. Like this, all the time media, didn't fucking work. Yeah. Not to mention, very unfortunately, a lot of people were assholes about Aftermath because there's a fucking gay character. Yeah. So a lot of people just didn't even fucking read it. No, they... They and they also re- they say they reviewed, sabotaged it at midnight. People found out that there was a gaming character. And they, yeah. Jesus Christ. The, the midnight it launched. And like... And again, of a what? 400-something page book. It happens at page 300. <laughs> okay. For 300 pages, Sinjar is not gay. Sinjar is an alcoholic sad boy. Right. And then he comes out. It's not a thing. And then he has kind of a boyfriend in the second one, but he's not really a main character. And they never even kiss in public. And then they break up. That's it. Wow, that is like you were trying to check a box in your 90s TV show for... Not even 90s. Like, like oh, no, it's well written. It's, he's, it's he's very... Good. He's good. It's it fits very with the character. Well oh, no, but the amount of like but, action yes. shows... That's like how, how Bones but for, for some years reason, got credit for was, Angela being bisexual and she had a girlfriend for literally a three-episode arc. There were like 300 episodes of that show. And they were just yes. like, Woo-hoo. It would be very easy for a person who didn't want to know that that part of Sinjar existed to, skip to just... Yeah, to just not. Or like it, or it doesn't really seem like it has a real impact on the book. It doesn't. Not until the third one. The yeah, third one the it third does. One it does, but but the, yeah, the first yeah. one not at all. He brings it up because like you know him and his friend, his like later BFF, mm-hmm. Jazz. She's uh, she's a Zabrak. 
Okay. And, like, she is just kind of, like, a real no-nonsense person. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess we can fuck. And he's like, I don't want to fuck you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, why? You still just, like, the Empire? Because I'm not, because I'm an alien. And he's like, no, because you're a woman. I don't want to fuck you. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> okay. He's like, this is not what this is about. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just, like, kind of, like, a throw-off. Kind of this joke in yeah. there of being, like, oh, yeah, like. That's so stupid. It's, like, the least important thing to his character yeah. whatsoever. It's so dumb. That people were that. But when, like, did, when, did the, when did that book come out? So they came out in, like, right before the sequels. This is that series. Okay, so for, like, fucking 2015? Right. And people are canceling a book because a guy mentions he's gay once. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the uh. author went, like, straight through and was like, fuck all of you guys. If this... I mean, he went on... Oh, I know he he was the one who, who related to homophobes to fascists. Yes. Yep. Okay. To the Empire, to <laughs> and the Imperials and all this shit. Star Wars and then Star, uh, Disney fired him. Which he was very right in lieu of what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. working... He has actually was not working... He was working on an unreleased title that had not even really had a plot yet. Yeah. But he was currently writing for the Vader Castle comics. Oh. And I fired him from that. And Vader's Castle comics is literally like Super cool. Yeah, they're super cool. It's but it's basically like a joke on like horror analog series. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like spooky stuff that happens in Vader's Imagine Castle. Imagine Goosebumps, but Star right. Wars. Right, that's pretty much Vader's Castle. That's fun. The, the Lego did a little, and a lot that of covered it, a couple of them. A lot of it isn't even canon. No, mm-hmm. like a lot of it is goofy stories. My favorite was the one where it's it was because yeah, the, that was the the. Disney Plus has a Lego Star Wars episode that does a few of the stories for yeah. Cast. And my favorite's the one that's General Grievous fights Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, the Spider Maul. They, yeah. they have a whole fight about um, limbs and what, what, <laughs> what like, different legs they both have. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's fun, though. It was very adorable. Um, yeah, but this was the whole thing. Was having all this backstory and shit... Yeah. In these, a lot of people either didn't watch it, like, didn't look for it because they didn't care enough because mm-hmm. they were a casual fan, yeah. or they were a deep lore fan, Yeah, but they were so mad that it was not Legends. Yeah. I feel like that was the problem with doing this, is that they wanted it familiar. Oh, is this what, like, so was this book came out in, like, the new Disney canon and not, like, all, like, the Legends canon? Yes. Aftermath okay, so- is everything... Yeah, Aftermath is all... Everything I'm talking about, unless I say it's Legends, because there is some stuff I'm covering in Legends. Okay, so you're saying those Deep Lore people would be like, oh, I'm mad because this isn't... Like, I read a book that took place in this period, but that book could have come out in the 90s or something, and now they're just like, nope, that book actually doesn't matter, nothing in it is real. Right, well... You have to read this one now, and it's real. It's the only one that's real. Like, And also, part of the problem was not even that, but the thing that... When these first came out, they were like, oh, it's the sequel trilogy, and it's like, their kids... So their minds are immediately like, oh, fuck, this is like Jason and Jaina and, yeah. and um, Anakin and Ben. Like, this is yeah, cool. Yeah, like Marjane they, should be running around. Right. They yeah. know these characters that they think should be in here. That's such a weird way to do it. Because I feel what like I mean. Is, if they wanted it familiar. That was my biggest thing. Is they wanted it familiar, but didn't want to rely on legends. But they also didn't want to be completely original. So they ended in this, like dip where they didn't connect with anyone from the get-go. Yeah. Like, yes, casual fans liked it, which was fine, and it was good for them. But at that, that point, like, don't name Kylo Ren Ben. Like, d- right. just give him a different name. Like, And also, Ben was Luke and Mara's child. Yeah, but so why even, like, put it in? You're just, like, confusing it now. Like, just, just that leave that name. That was a huge point of contention when the movies came out and found out his name right. was Ben. Or you could name him like, Anakin. Oh, oh, like, oh, isn't he the kid? 
because if he's named Ben, then you'd be like, wait, but he's he's not. But neither he have Leia like parents or like, freaking uh, Han have any connection to Ben Kenobi. Yes, yes, it doesn't make sense for them to name him. Well, I remember thinking that. Well, I didn't even really know that, but I remember like seeing some things that'd be like, oh, it's really weird that like why would Han name his kid after Luke's teacher? Like that doesn't yeah. make sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it it was just strange from that, and I think like they were trying not to alienate. Casual fans by not doing legends and didn't want to get into a gatekeeper thing. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. That still happened, of course. Because yes. then people Star said, Wars. oh, well, you don't know the real sequels. The real sequels are like this. So now that separated two different things. Yeah. They were so upset. They stoked the fire instead of putting it out. Yes. Right. Yeah. I feel like they and worse. then the casual fans who might have enjoyed it, who enjoyed most of the part, the series, like, you know, the sequel series just straight on the surface. Yeah, they I mean, felt was... like right, but they still felt like they were maybe missing something, or at least in Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker didn't do very good with the closing. Well, Rise of Skywalker, yes, I will agree with that because <laughs> before the, I guess when did Rise of I guess we started the podcast after Rise of Skywalker came yes. out, right? Okay, yeah. So I yeah, so I I had seen it was literally after Force Awakens, and maybe it wasn't even after Force Awakens. No, it was after Force Awakens. That was the first time I watched the original trilogy on my phone on your guys' couch. Like, and, but that was all I had seen. Like, I had watched it one time. Yeah. And so, because I, I, I like Force Awakens a lot. And then I really liked The Last Jedi. And then I was confused and nothing seemed to make sense. And it seemed like a poorly written movie of what Wise of Skywalker was. So, and and then there were all the other Disney bullshit nonsense things. They said there were gay characters and they kissed in the background to obviously be edited out. Like, they had to deal with Carrie Fisher. Slug reaction? What? Sorry, not Tumblr enough to know the live slug reaction meme. No. <laughs> oh, God, this is so off track. You can cut this if you want, but I have to tell you this. So it's like a oh whole God. thing going on. It's like yeah. during that scene, there's like some slug looking alien and he makes like this face like, at, like just like in the vicinity of this scene. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, is he homophobic? So then they, a bunch of things are like putting him over that, like. With them kissing and then him in a little box that said live slug reaction. <laughs> but now it's just added to like any gay ship of just this slug reacting. Let me find it. I have I've seen. never seen that. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. I feel like most of my Star Wars stuff that goes on my Tumblr is from you, Cork. So I know. Like, <laughs> you have apparently have not posted the live slug enough. Oh, I, yeah, I guess I haven't. I'm bad at reblogging and I know people have been yelling about that recently. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, yeah. So this was. <laughs> This was the original one. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, and then like, oh God, there are so fucking many. I don't know if I say, I don't think I sent you any in a while, Brett. Yeah, they're so no, fucking funny. But I always uh. think about the live slug reaction. Um, this was the one, this was the best one. <laughs> Okay, so there's a slug reacting to Boba and Din. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's really stupid. It also, even more insane, has to do with Carl Tucker. Carl Tucker. Oh my god. Tucker Carlson. Because the whole, like, that whole box setup thing was apparently they had, like, it was like a Biden speech and they had him in a little box that said live talk. <laughs> Live Tuck reaction! Live Tucker reaction! So that was why that little box existed. But yes, it's really stupid, but I think about the live slug reaction all the time. But anyway, yes, that shit. Like the whole yeah. fake fake gay stuff. Yeah, in the fact that in the fact that 
both John, Bo- John Bodega and um, Oscar right. Isaac mm-hmm. were literally like, if you look up, it's so funny. If you look up stuff from oh, them of the media tour and stuff, they're like, yeah, we want to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, yeah, that was, yeah. So that was, yeah. So like that's this. I, I can't remember, I'm struggling to remember my original point here. was before the live You were saying that, that you were pissed about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but, but for the, before the casual fan reasons, it was it was that they promised us gay stuff, just as the Avengers movie that came out around the same time did, and they didn't give it to us. And then, like, they had to work around Carrie Fisher being dead, which wasn't their fault, but they could have rewritten it. And then everything just felt, like, out of nowhere, because it was just like, oh, Palpatine's alive? I was like, I, who, like... I think you probably told me quick, but I really didn't even know who Palpatine was. Because I'd never right. seen the prequels, and I had watched the original trilogy right. once. And when you so, did, you knew it as the Emperor. Yeah, but I was More like, so, but I don't really, oh, like, you know, I had seen gifs of him going like, <clears throat> yeah. but, like, that was the most I had ever known about, that character. So, like, yeah, so, but but that just seems like a, yeah, as Bart said, like, they just stoked the fire and made it worse. Like, right. Because, like, they pissed me off, and I knew nothing, and they piss off people who know everything. So, like, who are you pleasing at right. that point? And then those people who knew everything, they didn't, you, these characters were too close to the characters they loved while not being them, so they didn't care to learn more about them. Yeah. They didn't care to learn about this era of time where they had this ideal of all this crazy stuff, and part of it was because there's decades and decades of stuff written yeah. for this time in different comic series, so there's no way that they can compare to that level and you already think they should have known that because, like, who does movie rogue please? Like, I guess people right. who know nothing, right. like, who has, like, a weird character, but the people who know literally anything, even if you've only seen that 90s cartoon, like, what the fuck is this? And even Anna Paquin was one of those people who was like, when am I going to get to fly around and punch people? Yeah. And she yeah. never got to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I want to, like, end with this little thing of what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about what, in this new, so far of, Star Wars has worked for them. And the first one would be, while on a much smaller scale, is Rebels. Rebels worked. It People people have their opinions on it. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, we always say that. But if you look at their Rotten Tomatoes... It's a good score. It is the same. It is on the exact same level as Clone Wars. Yep. It is the same. So, yes, some fans have a lot more... Where it was, nobody likes it. It's not so... I mean, people love to argue about it because it has a lot of things to argue about. It is more of a kid's show than Clone Wars was. Fair. Yeah. The art style is a little bit to get used to. Like, those are fair estimates of Rebels. But overall... It's still fun. It worked. Yeah. It still could. And, right, it worked. It, it wasn't Rise of Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> so, why I think it worked is that Rebels, they stuck to the Star Wars formula. And, like, they focused on found family. Mm-hmm. The hero's journey. The hero's journey, yes. But then at the same time, they kept their characters just outside of the main story. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're a rebel smell, cell, but we're a really small one on an outer rim planet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have a Jedi, they but like he was only ever, touch it every once right. in a while. But he was only ever a Padawan, and like his Padawan is basically just like a street smart kid. Yeah. And like we have an Imperial villain, but he's only an ISB agent. Like all this is just like on the parallel to everything. And because of this, it is perfect for, like, cameos and expanding the universe. And they do this often in not terrible ways. Um, what you, yeah, I was going to say, with the cameos thing, it actually got confirmed. Uh, if it had continued for another season, because they were originally going to give it one more season, 
rather than end it the way mm-hmm. they did. Uh, Starkiller was going to be the next big bad mm-hmm. from the Force Unleashed game. So yeah, more just them being able to bring in all these things and make them right. canon. But in the cameos, even because we have the short cameos, so we have like, you know, there's a few episodes with Leia. Yes. We have a few episodes with Mon Mothma. Lando's there. We have Hondo. So we have characters from other shit that make these little appearances. And then, of course, you know, the big characters like Rex and Ahsoka mm-hmm. come in as well and Maul. So, like, you have that. So you can still bring in these fan favorites without it just feeling 100% fan service. Yeah. But then, like, with all that working, they just decide to, like, drop the huge bombshell with Thrawn, which was the huge thing and effectively, for the first time, making him canon and opening, like, a whole fucking universe. Because it was a series of Thrawn books that are in Legends canon, right? There's tons. Okay. Thrawn okay, is a huge, okay. there's, there's a huge there's, Legends There's there. two people named Thrawn as well, because there was the Thrawn Legacy, which was what the sequels were supposed to be. And those were a different guy named Thrawn. Okay. And then there's this Thrawn, who is a blue man, Mary Sue. Yeah, myth not... Myth... Mithron Narondo. Yes. Mithron Narado. But they still called it... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mith not, Mith, Mithron Narado also existed in... Yes. Yeah. That's his full name, because the Chiss don't know how to use fucking normal ass names. Mm-hmm. I hate Chiss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why well, did I apologize? <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended you culturally Chiss people. The Chiss culture. Yeah, your we're name. We're sorry if we offended any of our Chiss listeners. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, somebody could be Chiss to the level of Corks and Mandalorian at this point. <laughs> true. True. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Listen, so when they opened this like up, people were so fucking excited. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh my God, Thrawn is canon again? Because, mm-hmm. like, so he appears for the first time, just to, like, explain how huge he has gotten. He appeared in Rebels on the season three premiere, and that was in September of 2016. And at this point now, he has two full canon book trilogies from Ahsoka's mention in The Jedi, a seemingly important role, at least in her series. He was the main villain throughout the end of, of Rebels, and uh, one of his, one of the comics has been, or one of the books has been adapted into a comic run. Okay. And not to mention, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest fanfic characters shows up. Thrawn is, a, mm-hmm. Thrawn is a lot. Is so it he you? is. Is it what? Reader? Is Reader? Does Reader make an appearance? One of the biggest fanfic characters. Well, you need to actually read some fanfic, and then you'll have better jokes. <laughs> but there are actually a lot of Thrawn in Reader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the vast majority are Thronto. I thought of Eli. <laughs> yes, the, uh, the the stereotypical yep. gay relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Thrawn, this worked because Thrawn has always been a fan favorite. Like, mm-hmm. he played a huge role yes. in Legends in the post-Endor content, but, like, it's important, or even way past that, but, like, I'm just saying post-Endor of, like, mm-hmm. their sequel forward. Yeah. I would but, say he and was a huge part of Star Wars, the Invasion Saga. Right, which is what I'm about to talk about. But it's important to like to notice that they moved where he was in the timeline. So at this point, he was like a young man in the sequels. Okay. So now we have him as a Grand Admiral in the late Empire. Okay. So he's been moved like 30 years. Okay. So, which is also staying in that same period, that late mm-hmm. Empire period. And I also want to mention what he did in Legends and its involvement with everyone's favorite insane 
Star Wars aliens, the Yuzhan Vong. Yuzhan Vong, that's what those that's things what are called. Yeah. Yes. All right, so in case anyone doesn't know what the Yuzhong Vong is, I have a quick little rundown here. Um, but, like, this is kind of my setup for the real real meat of this theory, which is crazy because I know I've been talking for a very long amount of time. Mm-hmm. 37 but minutes. There's a lot of setup here <laughs> that needs to be said, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm going at this as if you ha- you don't know shit about legends, okay? Um, Looking at me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've read the Republic Commando books at this right. point. All right, so quick rundown, though, is that... In Legends, and now I will say straight up, I am not a total expert on this, and I have not read the Legends Thrawn shit, so if I fuck stuff up here, don't totally destroy me, because I probably have some details wrong. But <laughs> Be nice for us. Reachoutpodcast at gmail.com. But the basics is that Thrawn was out in the Chiss Ascendancy, and he stumbled upon the Yuzang Vong in the Unknown Regions, and realized them for the threat that they were, and decides to do something to stop them. So he decides to go into the galaxy proper and sees the New Republic exist, but is pretty weak militarily, and they kind of not really focused on that shit. But there are still Imperial remnants rising and decides that the Empire would be the better way to tackle this threat. So he works to build them up, but never is fully successful at getting them strong enough to really overthrow the New Republic or take them in. But he thinks that they're going to be better to fight the Yuzang Vong. So, instead, during this time, the Mandos step in after now Mandalore Boba, who was like 70. Not 70. I think at this point he's like 55, 60. Who knows he's Boba? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, he basically ends up getting approached by a Yuzong Vong. They're doing work for this guy, and at first they just think he's a little weird. And then they start really realizing, like, is he wearing fake skin? Oh, yeah, they have the weird skin. Right. So they start figuring out... uh, So they don't really get approached as they're doing some work here and causing assassinations in different worlds and causing some political chaos. And they're kind of like, well, you're paying us. We don't care. We're Mandos. Mm -hmm. We're Mercs. That's what we do. So he ends up being brought into one of their ships, one of their fully organic ships, and is shown what they'll do to the galaxy, which is kind of rough, to say the least. They'll basically kidnap... And enslave everyone and use parasites to cleanse them into making them more like themselves. So you're just basically a blindless person in this weird organic crab shell growth. Called indoctrination. Yes, (laughs) but with crabs. (laughs) That's called (laughs) cancerification. Yeah, that's basically what they do. That's That's an actual thing. No, these things, you've explained this to me before, and they just sound like something... That Wolverine would fight in some comic that would be like, this is for men, and I right. should go read an X-Men comic that has more women in it. <laughs> like, right. I, like, I'd be like, I would really enjoy this comic. I'm on the other end. I was like, well, I guess I like Wolverine, and eventually I'll go home and cry to Storm about this, I guess. Right. <laughs> so they end up working. But we see they were the most, these right. things seem like the most, like, extreme, like, comics thing. And exactly, and they are. And this was a com- yeah. most of this happened in a comics run. Yeah, but like movies are just comics now, so like it doesn't <laughs> like most popular movies are just comic books at this point. So they basically wanted them to work for them in their caste system and be slaves, and wanted them to be brought in and worship in worship pain for the sake of pain as they do. Okay, and of course, um, no tech. Yeah, no, no tech. Yeah, but no tech whatsoever. Everything should be ships, organic. Their weapons are living. Their Everything is living, like, they, I think Corsair can get to it in a minute, but, like, do you get to that planet? No, I don't mention their planet. Okay. No, I meant the one that they attacked. So well, they, they attacked they, a lot of planets. When they re, um, terror. Oh, the parasite terraforming shit. Yes. Yeah, so they put in these huge, like, 
basically virus parasite things that would make they re-terraform planets. Yeah. Okay. And they would literally be living being like living buildings. Okay. And, and they, later in the sequel trilogy, when we're talking about the Jason, Jaina, all that shit, they just like still exist on Coruscant. Like they went as far as Coruscant. Yeah. Okay. There's just living in the under levels of uh, if like we're still talking sequel trilogy, if it had gone this way during this time in the under levels, like the lower levels, there are living ass fucking buildings, buildings yeah. where you have to like hit nodes, like you have to re- use a nipple to open the door. <laughs> so like the Seamus old apartment building now has nipple doors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got rid of all that horrible tech, like wood and shit. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not living anymore. It has to still be alive. They don't want dead materials. Yeah. Okay. So even like organic... They're really like, also yes. big into like evolution and uh, grafting. I feel like they're going to tone this down. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Disney is starting this we, down. We already think That's what It I'm took saying. like 11 movies for the X-Men to go to space. <laughs> right. So, but they end up telling Boba, because, you know, he's here watching all this shit. Because they literally like you know, make one of them into these crazy slaves in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically tell him, but, you know, you Mandos are pretty cool. We kind of like you. Your armor reminds us of ours. Y'all got tattoos and shit, even though it's not just for pain. Your armor reminds us of us, but it needs more nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not enough scars. Where's your weird crab so, arm that you won from a fight? So they agree. They say, you know, y'all are, y'all are all right. So we promise, if you help us, we'll enslave y'all last. <laughs> <laughs> that's and the Boba's deal. there as the Mandalorian like thanks <laughs> right so Boba decides to agree uh, basically because he thinks it's gonna be better to play along rather than say no Finnick doesn't exist in this canon to be there like no idiot no Finnick is uh, <laughs> Finnick is Bevan his gay best friend oh, okay. who at this point has been secretly picking up and pulling off parts of the walls so that they could so I think I'm going to, like, study it. He's just, yeah. like, sitting there behind, like, ripping off nipples. <laughs> <laughs> they use our box made building materials. All nipples now, guys. <laughs> I like that Boba's always surrounded by some queer person who's like, no. Excuse me, right. do you have any nipples? <laughs> oh, let me take some of your nipples. <laughs> oh my god, y'all. I'm sorry. This is so rambly. I told you I was gonna sound insane. <laughs> I told y'all. Anyway, so this is just the quick rundown, and y'all keep distracting me with nipples. We haven't said shit about nipples. It's only been you. <laughs> so, anyway, with all this, he decides to play along with them and help them. Um, but at the same time, he starts leaking information to the New Republic. Okay. And Boba is getting. What? Boba is? Yes, Boba is okay. and the Mandos. They're like, uh, yeah, this isn't just an us problem. Let's let's <laughs> talk to them. They have a better military than us yeah. at this moment. We're just mercenaries. We go fight for other people's military. <laughs> yeah. So they start doing that. And uh, they eventually, he even sends Mandos to help train New Republic army against the Yuzong Vong after the Yuzong Vong learn of their betrayal and basically nuke the fuck out of Mandalore. <laughs> Like, they get real pissed about this. They just drop a giant nipple on him. <laughs> <laughs> they get the butt... Uh, hmm? uh, oh, the nipple's helpful later. But anyway... <laughs> and I... Yes. There's a reason for all of this. Um, anyway, with the help of the Mandalorians and their techniques to destroy them, mm-hmm. the Yuzong Vog are eventually defeated, but the New Republic has been, like, super weakened at this point, and it kind of starts ending up devolving... In the years later, as dummy Jason, Kylo Ren in this thing, 
starts working from the end time of the military to make it more fascist. Okay. He wants it to be fascist. He starts a secret police. He oh. wants he wants everything in control. He thinks that if people aren't super controlled, another threat like the Yuzong Vong is going to come and take over. Okay. And he starts into what becomes the sequel part of this. Okay. Uh but anyway, during the destruction and all the nipples, uh, Mandalore was able to find new Beskar deposits. Mm-hmm. And because of this and their help with everything, they kind of, for the first time in, like, centuries, become a major force, like a major player in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So Mandalore's here. All right. With that background of the Yuzung Vong and what happens in Legends with them, let's take a huge step back to Canon Thrawn, which is why we started this conversation here. Okay. All right, so with Canon Thrawn, first of all, like I said, there are two different trilogies. Mm-hmm. The first one, uh, well, the first one came out in 2017. Okay, and I'm going to be calling that the 2017 okay. one because everyone calls it because the book was just called Thrawn. Yeah, okay. and there was a book just called Thrawn that was in Legends by the same fucking author because they got the author back who created and did Thrawn. Very, yeah. So you have to have to do so like Thrawn comics. 2017. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thrawn 2017. Yeah, it is exactly like comics. X-Men Go 2017, yes. Right. So that's the 2017 trilogy. And then they also, which only finished last, I think only maybe Christmas of 2020, was when the last of the prequel trilogy came out. Okay. So I'll be calling those the prequel one. But it is, I'll be calling that Ascendancy. Okay. So because of that, this is kind of awkward. But I'm going to basically go through a Thrawn... In canon, a little timeline here. So, Thrawn was born as a child to a mostly unimportant family in um, the Chiss Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. So, the Chiss Ascendancy is kind of the main government ruling area. It's the biggest thing out in the unknown regions. Okay. So, past the galaxy, there's this whole fucked up area where every shit's destroyed and, like, gravity is really bad, so you can't even get hyperspace lanes through it. Okay. So that's what separates the unknown regions to the normal galaxy, and that's kind of called the chaos. At least that's okay. what the Chiss call it. So out there in the Ascendancy, Thrawn is born, but that wasn't his name at that time. It was Vuron. But anyway, that doesn't even matter. So he was ends up being taken in by the Myth family as a merit adoptive, which is kind of how the Chiss work, because their families are really fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, basically, there's like 40 families, and then there's nine high families, and okay. myth is, like, the best one because they're the most... Mythic. And Matt well, is basically, they're... like, Rome. It's, like, ancient Rome. Okay. They're one of the best. They're, they are best. one of the best, yeah. But, like, it's, like, ancient Rome where there's the, 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 the like, the head families and you get adopted in that family and you take the name because it's a political family. Okay, cool. Right, you get pulled... Yes, yeah, so family is completely political, not blood-related. Okay. To the chess. So, yeah, the myth are one of the top nine, but they are kind of the one that's the biggest in the military. But that really... I mean, they're the biggest in the military, but others are biggest in other things, like technology and other shit. But anyway, he quickly rises through uh, the ranks of the military, but he's seen as kind of odd because he's obsessed with art and a little reckless. And he makes some friends and such. He has his mean lesbian friend and her her second officer. Uh (laughs) Uh, And then we have, like, also an enemy of his that slowly becomes a friend. He makes friends with a caretaker and a child, but... There's a reason they're on a military ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, these fucking books. 
Thrawn is a Mary Sue because Thrawn can do anything. Why wouldn't anyone like Thrawn? Yes, Thrawn is Thrawn always is correct. <laughs> so anyway, during this whole time, they kind of realize shit's happening in their region. Weird mm-hmm. stuff's going down here. So more and more planets, kind of just around the ascendancy, are being attacked by a group called the Nakardan. And this new species are showing up with warships, and Thrawn wants to find out why. But the problem is, the Chiss are, like, very isolationists. So you're not allowed, like, even in the military, you're not allowed to fire on an enemy unless they fire on you first. Hmm. Even if they're within their home space, they gotta fire first. You cannot do a preemptive strike. So they're British. You know, that's how old British warfare was, was they let their enemy strike first, because they'll never hit us when when they were doing the lines. Yeah. I was literally going to do, like, a George Washington thing. Yeah. No, that's actually... (laughs) Don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes or whatever Mm -hmm. nonsense we were taught. Right. It was literally their old war tactic in the times was, let the enemy shoot first, because they can't possibly hit you. And they Mm -hmm. were like, who cares about these fucking aliens? We got a whole civilization. They're... Fuck them. They're very racist. The Chissar. Oh, yeah. They're very racist. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're the best with our dumb families and our military. (laughs) The British Empire. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, they are. Totally. Um, You know what the word colonizer means? Yeah, but see, they don't really want to colonize much. No, but they embody every other part of it. Right. Yes. So, anyway, uh, at this time, he so he's going out, though, and he, he's really interested in aliens. He's interested in alien art, and he wants to know more about their things. And he thinks that he can tell anything from these aliens by looking at their fucking art. That's, that's, that's Thrawn's thing. Mm-hmm. Thrawn is a really big art nerd. Which they show in that one of the Rebels episodes is, like, right. he takes Hera's mom's, like, Family it's called a calicarchy. Oh, I got to that part of the episode, and yes. then you said you were coming over, and yeah. I was like, I don't have time to watch both of these. I'm yeah, just gonna so write. basically, like, yeah, he, yeah, he's just really fucking obsessed with art. Okay, and he, he said culture. he can tell his tell people tell cultures from their art. So he's doing phonology, but with art. Yes. yes. <laughs> Instead of looking at their heads, he's looking at their artwork. Yes. Which one's superior? But he's always right because he's very smart. <laughs> okay. He so said this one's more intelligent, as you can see by the grooves in this specific <laughs> painting. <laughs> And, uh, okay, so during all this, he's trying to go out with, a- go out with aliens. <laughs> go out, be around the aliens, and be like, what the hell's going on here? He's trying to talk to them, and that really pisses off some high-level syndicates, who are basically aristocrats. 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 They're all aristocrats. One from the myth, no, which is... song is in my head, thanks. One from the myth, which is Thrawn's own family. Yes. And one from the Azari who is kind of like the myth's rivals, like they hate each other, okay? But these two syndicates, they decide that they're going to do anything to bring Thrawn down because they think he's a risk to the whole ascendancy. And these two syndicates get real gay about their secret meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, shit's going get intense between the families, okay? Mm-hmm. After the Decardon are defeated because of Thrawn's genius in their art. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> some aliens, the Abgu, show up so... <laughs> This is so fucking dumb. They show up so <laughs> selling jewelry. And people canceled a book because one character said he was gay. Yeah. And this almost does some more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the art people versus the jewelry people is what's happening here. <laughs> I made it ridiculous because I thought it was very funny and now I can't stop laughing at my own joke yeah so these aliens show up selling jewelry and that almost leads to a civil war <laughs> so it isn't the jewelry that, uh, no they all hate Thrawn they all 
think Thrawn's dumb for liking art. But okay. no, 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 they don't like art either. But the whole thing is that these aliens show up selling jewelry. They're acting like they're like these, you know, folk people that are just exploring and they're peaceful. But the whole thing is that the jewelry actually has a very valuable metal in it. Okay. And then they realize that they're like, oh, these people don't know. They must have so much of this if they can make jewelry out of this super valuable metal. So then all the families are trying to find the mine. And that's how it almost leads to a civil war. Okay. Because the families want to be, the first family to find it wants to be the one to say, I found this mine. We got all this money now for our ships. So then, like, all the families are trying to fight to get there first. Okay. Okay. So this all, yeah, but basically. It's not about the jewelry. It's about natural resources. Okay. <laughs> but jewelry plays a large part. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of this book talking about the, the fucking jewelry, Okay. <laughs> This military family should have just, like, sent Thrawn off to, like, an art gallery and abandoned him there. He would have done fine. <laughs> oh, right. he did multiple times, but, you know, he's so smart he found his No! Only, the only person who ever brought him to an art gallery was... Aralani! His mean lesbian friend. <laughs> she's not mean, but she is kind of mean. <laughs> she's a chiss. <laughs> yes. She's only as mean as the rest of the chiss. Um... But before the Civil War, war can start and these families can fire on each other... Um, surprise, surprise, our boy Thrawn shows up and saves the day. Mm-hmm. So, everyone still blames him, though. The, the giant oil painting that says, Peace! <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and so, uh, around this time, we also have first contact with a species named the Grease. And they are kind of confusing, but possibly familiar. So, later, like years later, he ends up working with Vader... Um, and he is explaining to Vader that these people, uh, that they're kind of myths. So some myths have been about them, but it seems that they are mostly made up. So what he says... It's creatures half of myth, whom few have ever seen. It is said that they are nomads with no fixed home, traveling in spacecraft so numerous they blot out the stars. They are said to be terrifying warriors of overwhelm- overwhelming their opponents by sheer numbers and ferocity. Now, that sounds very much like the, the Yuzung Vong. They were nomads. Yeah. Their whole thing was they wanted a fight. They wanted you to come for them, and they were going to go, and any pain or death that they got, they were going to be very happy about it. Mm-hmm. So they were very hard to kill because of that. It's a of culture that. of masochists. Yes. That's <laughs> literally exactly what it was. And sadist. So, they were very, they're an S&M community, and they don't have safe orders. But Thrawn is basically like, uh, it seems kind of exaggerated, though, about these myths. And... He tells him what he knows is that they use unusual war tactics and often hire hire other species or have client species to assist in their effort by isolating and corrupting culturally significant ideals and objects. Um, they are also extremely secretive and will blow up everything with even the slightest possibility of capture. So pretty much like if a ship is, they're getting close to losing, mm-hmm. like they think that there is a 50-50 chance they're going to lose. Self-destruct? Self-destruct. Okay. Their uh, warriors, their armor has self-destruct in them. If they die, they explode. Okay. Everyone explodes. They're very secretive. They don't want shit to see them. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Thrawn and Vader are able to capture a few. So we do know that they have angled brow ridges, a tapered skull, and deep-set eyes. Okay. Kind of similar to the Yuzung Vong faces. Okay. Uh, We also do get said that they also have um, a lot of markings and, like, scratches in their armor. A bunch of nipples? A bunch of nipples. No, they don't, they're not about the nipples. That's, that was all exaggeration. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm saying like the whole ideal is if they're doing a Legends as Legends. Okay. As Legends in this world, I mean. All right. So with these boys in the picture, they got a new species to take over them, the Kilji. And they s- try to start making the families of the Chiss feud. And they pretty much almost cause another civil war. More jewelry? No jewelry this time. <laughs> okay. They Pottery? <laughs> no, they just said, like, oh, let's just fake videos of, like, let's just take two chess ships and paint them with the family things and make it look like they're going to fight. Huh. They, they, yeah, they were just like, let's just see what's So they make a propaganda, a propaganda film. Yeah, they make propaganda films. Yeah. like, oh, we hate them. Right. So they are basically, but they're basically targeting the family dynamic, the family rivalries between okay. these. And they specifically picked ones that were known to be somewhat enemies, but also... Not within the nine families, but within the 40 high class, but lower, where they could possibly be brought up to that higher level. Okay. So they were kind of trying to get this people that would be desperate to try to get more power. Okay. So, uh, shit's tense. And Thrawn kind of starts to understand that it's the Greece that are doing this. Okay. He starts to get that these are them. Like I said, that stuff was future, what he said to Vader. He doesn't know really who these fuck these people are at this point. So he basically gets a rogue force together with help of Aralani um, and some of his other friends he's made. And they decide that they're going to go and try to destroy these Grease ships. And they get there and they realize that, like, uh, oh, and they realize, oh, they were be- they realize at this point that they were behind a planet that was destroyed, Sunrise, that was specifically started a civil war at. They were also behind the Jewelry Con. Mm-hmm. And they started the shit with the family. The families. So he's successful in this and does destroy their ships, but they still remain a threat. Mm-hmm. But the whole Chiss Ascendancy decides, you're too reckless, and we're going to exile you for just doing whatever the fuck you want all the time. Mm-hmm. We're sick of hearing about your fucking... We're sick of hearing, <laughs> we're sick of hearing about your stupid art hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave. So that was all in the prequels period okay. of that, of the Ascendancy. So that's when the 2017... trilogy starts and we see him basically just exiled on an outside planet and he gets kind of captured kind of allows himself to go um why would he ever not right by the empire and there is a uh cadet there who is from wild space and can speak one of the trade languages from uh the unknown regions so they have someone who's able to fucking speak to him because he doesn't speak basic or he says he doesn't speak basic, but really he speaks basic fine. Um, because again, why wouldn't he? Right. <laughs> so he basically then gets brought into the Empire, and he warns Palp right away. He's like, yo, there's a threat out there. These crazy fucking aliens are doing weird shit. We should help. You know, you should team up. My people, you know, one time I worked with this. Oh, God. Doesn't matter. Keep going. Well, one time I worked with this boy, Anakin, I knew something. <laughs> we did a thing. And, yeah. So, Thrawn is like, or, Pops is like, yeah, sure, whatever. But, yeah, you can join the Empire. And, um, yeah, that, that random kid, yeah, he's your aide now, and he's your translator, and he's going to go hang out with you for a decade, and you all are basically going to date. So, anyway, Eli's life goes completely off the tracks and is now forced to follow Thrawn around for, like, a whole fucking decade. Mm-hmm. So he commits some, like, good old Thrawn war crimes. He does some art analysis, of course, and continues to warn literally everyone he fucking meets of this threat. Mm -hmm. Like, 
nonstop. These books are just like, there's a threat in the outer reaches. Mm He's like, there's a threat, not the outer reaches, the unknown reaches, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not the, not the, the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's telling everyone like, there's this out here. We need to do something about it. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, weirdo. So um, eventually he sends his boyfriend, Eli, to the Ascendancy to help Arlani with um, the grease problem. So, yeah, I know that you're probably thinking, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? I was about to be like, how are we connecting this back to what's going to be like happening in the Ahsoka show? What? <laughs> and why I keep talking about Thrawn's boyfriend. But honestly, I just fucking love Eli, so I'll take that one. But yeah, anyway, what's important of this is the grease. Okay. The grease are important. Because at this point, they start fucking showing up everywhere. So are you saying the Grease are like a normal... Are the Grease and the Yuvang... Are you saying the Yuvang... It's the new seen, version. Seen, uh, the new version of the Grease. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Less bio because... Well, it doesn't translate it, right. It doesn't yeah, translate right. Yeah, you can't do that action. at home, really. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we start seeing Kinda them... like the Inquisitor's head, which I just learned is because he doesn't want to wear a bald cap. What? That's the reason his head's not big enough. So, anyway... <laughs> So the Grease starts showing up doing crazy shit. They're um, stealing Chiss Skywalkers, which are Force-sensitive children who are usually girls who serve as navigators. Why do they call them Skywalkers? I'll get with this. Why would the Chiss call them? Well, well, in the the Chiss language, it's clearly something different. But it translates to Skywalker because these girls are able to see... They don't know... uh, The only way they use the Force is this way. They don't use it for the other shit. So basically, these girls are able to go into a trance... And be able to navigate them through the chaos. All this crazy shit. Remember I said it's really hard to do hyperlanes? Okay. So you can get them through hyperspace and navigate them manually because they have this special third sight of being able to see it. The force. <laughs> yes. But they don't know it's the force. They call it yeah. something different. And so they call them skywalkers because they're able to walk and show them through the sky. Yeah, that's as needlessly confusing as spices. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's how, uh, that's how he keeps his, so, boy, his young boyfriend in check. Shut up. <laughs> Eli does adopt one. Oh, no! Eli does kind of become a, a does kind of adopt one of the chis, uh, one of the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we see them do stuff, like making top-notch weapons, like gravity wells. Why is that important? Remember, Thrawn started getting gravity wells on his ships at the end of Rebels. Oh, you're right. To pull people out of hyperspace. And they even, like, show up in these factories where... When Thrawn and Anakin were fucking around during the Clone Wars, um, it was a Sept-owned thing that was making both droids and clone armor, but now they took this over and was using materials that were used in that. So it's kind of this... And Thrawn basically is like... So they were making shit that far back as the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And, and Vader's like, no, that's dumb. Whatever. So, like, why? Why are the Gris doing all this fucking shit? Vader says, I'm too edgy. I can't listen to you. Too edgy for you. Right. But at this point, I think, it, at least it seems to me and what the little clues that are being put in here is that as far back as the Clone Wars, Palps either had some kind of deal or was at least being observed by the Greeks. And this is where I need to like shift back to Gallius Rax and this post-Endor period because this is where shit gets like fucking weird. Like I said, Palps gives him a contingency plan mm-hmm. that is supposed to be to explode all these shit. But, like, he also at this point is definitely aware of the Grease because he was pretty much getting space emails from Thrawn every day saying that they're a threat. <laughs> and, like, but it, as we, far as we know, that he never acted on it. 
Mm-hmm. So if we're told that, like, Rex's plan was to use these observatories to destroy key planets and then flee into the unknown regions. Like, what What the fuck was the point? And also, we also have people like Ochi Beston, the guy who killed Ray's parents. Mm-hmm. He is also aware of Exegol and uh, is in, a, in some of the books. And also that it houses the uh, Palps cloning facilities that were also in comics. Okay. And, like... So it, so even that, even Palpatine returning, actually does make sense. Even though the writers don't know how to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. What I think is that they were, f- they were like, a part of this, or Palps thought that he was using them. Okay. Because I think at this point, the first of all, observatories, what the fuck is he looking for? Mm-hmm. That's weird. If they're being used to destroy stuff. This is the contingency, the oh, okay. end all things. In multiple different media... Palpatine has very much been like, if I die, shut it all down and everyone should die too. Mm-hmm. So it would not be out of the realm of possibility that he would be like, yeah, let all these planets die and explode, go out to the unknown regions, and let's just let these fucking people take shit over. The Greece being these people. Yeah, okay. Okay, I can see that making sense now. That's why you put an observatory on Jakku, which is right at the right. edge. Right. Yeah. So. And you already have your weird base and your weird cloaked army thing already in Exegol, which is in this, this right. like, chaos yes. area. Okay. So, in, like, in some way, that plan kind of worked, at least to weaken shit, if we're saying to, like, flee, get stronger in there with his clones and stuff. Because they do form the First Order from the Unknown Regions mm-hmm. and Wild Space and some of the Out of Rim, but they are able to get sympathizers in the core, and they end up just... Dis- Destroying the current capital of the New Republic, which was Hossian Prime, which always switched. Mm-hmm. But, so you remember that in, like... Force Awakens, yeah. they blow up a random planet that we know nothing about? Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's the capital of New Republic politics. Okay. Yeah. At the time. But, like, it still doesn't last long. Like, the First Order isn't around all that fucking long. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Because the Battle of Exegol happens, and despite, like, this huge force, they are all destroyed. Yeah. And, like, yay, our heroes won. Like, cool. We're like, yeah, end of movie, you know. Woo-hoo. Ray kind of has a happy ending, I guess. But, like... <laughs> I've Ray's like we actually Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I've never really thought about the fact that, like, the whole New Republic government was wiped out and dissolved. It is dissolved at this point, And the First Order is destroyed. So that means the galaxy has no, no military order. power. No law. No order. Yeah, we well, think for the about- one that will proceed. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. Even if you think about it, if Leia's dead, like the seat of government was destroyed. I guess it was also technically dissolved. Like, yeah, what is like like who's who's in charge of the government at the end of Rise of Skywalker? That's what I'm saying. Oh, like wh- right. Palpatine's <laughs> third contingency is gonna clump. But this is where this is where the shit There's that's a happening. There's a power vacuum. Then, then, then the 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 the, the Greece, That's common. what they want. Okay. They want a power vacuum. Remember, they want to cause civil wars by focusing on people's cultural things, weaken them, come in and become their leaders. Yeah. That's okay. what they fucking yeah. want. But which this sets up the perfect stage for them to do that. Yeah, because like, is it what is it a power struggle between Laura Dern and no Laura Dern suicided She's, herself yep. on that show? So yeah, like who the fuck is in yeah Poe and Finn are I guess. Both generals now, right? Yeah, I guess, but we're doing some military dictatorship. Mm-hmm. It would become military dictatorship under Poe Finn, maybe not. I'm trying to make it a democracy or something. Right. Yeah. I guess, like, Lando's there we'll as, like, the senior. But, he's never coming back. But that would be true if, at this point, 
Mandalore hasn't become the next big player. Because just as the armorer said, the Songs of Eon Past foretold of the Mythosaur rising up to herald a new age of Mandalore. Sadly, it only exists in Legends. Again, some people think that this is going to be literal and we're literally going to get fucking Mythosaurs. And I have to say, if that happens, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh, because they're like giant flying bear things? No, no, no. Those are the best looks, and I would love those. <laughs> <laughs> those were also oh, droids. Oh, this is just some other thing. Sorry. <laughs> those were also droids. They are droids. Actually, no, these were like fucking, literally it says city-sized dinosaur-like things. I mean, Boba was riding a... a that a is different. A rancor is an animal. And a they rancor been, is a big. And they this have, is not a city-sized... Right, and they have also been extinct for millennia. Okay. Okay, so if they just show so, up now. So what you're saying is that this power vacuum was created by the end of this, but we're going to say maybe eventually the Mandalorian will build up that Din does, but, oh, at least there's some actual structure it's Grogu. of the Mandalorian government. Oh, it's Grogu, yeah. It's Grogu it's Prince Grogu. Mandalore the Uniter. Well, what I think is that this has, I think that, <laughs> I really want a bunch of nipple-assessed aliens to come in and they have to defeat Grogu in his Mandalorian armor with a tiny lightsaber. <laughs> at that point, we would, like, God, I do ask and see that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what I mean is, I think that what this is speaking of is Boba's Mandos rising up and defeating the Yuuzhan Vong while becoming a main force of the galaxy in Legends. Okay. If we're saying that Legends are So you're saying in this, it could legends. be some Din slash Grogu-led Mandalorians yeah. going to defeat the chip. This is where I think the new, the Grease. 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 G R Y S K. Grisk. 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 This sounds like whatever it sounds like we're working in a diner. Like, get the grist, the grease, the grist off, off, off the fryer. We gotta keep going. All right. But I believe but this is this is the real, this is the real where all this comes together. So it's starting to come together. There was a good like forty minute period. That I was like, I don't know. What this I'm is telling that. you, there's so much to this. Like, I really think that this could span the next decade of Star Wars media. Okay. So this is where the new face. We're slowly putting a tinfoil hat on. Really? Like, Listen to me. <laughs> I told you it was gonna start becoming Maul talking to Ahsoka. Um. <laughs> Or, or also the, or also Kylo. <laughs> that you're not, like, oh, what the fuck does he say? Where? He's like, forget it all. Or you're like, destroy the past, kill it if oh, you have yeah, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> they then yes. fucking butt in the next movie because God. Right. Disney's bad toys. Right. But I think this is where the next phase is going. And also why we didn't see any of these characters in the sequels at all. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> shut up. Well, because... I think unlike Palpatine and most everyone else, I think what's going to happen is they're going to fucking listen to Thrawn. I think Ahsoka and Sabine are going to find Ezra and Thrawn, but to their surprise, Ezra isn't stranded somewhere in fucking the unknown regions or captured. He's going to be willingly helping Thrawn, just like Eli and other humans, Thrawn is brought into the Ascendancy to try to help them defeat the Greece. And especially because he's a Force-sensitive. And the Greeks really are fucking confused about those and are stealing just force sensitives, remember? Mm-hmm. And so I think that what it, the end point of this is that they're all going to come together to try to defeat the new threat. The Mandos, our rebel friends, the Chiss, and a bunch of Outer Rim New Republic people who were not destroyed by the meh, planet exploding mm-hmm. will be forced to like put aside all their past shit <laughs> and defeat these aliens that are going to come. 
and fuck everything up. Okay. And I think this what could work because it fits the Star Wars formula. We got a bunch of found families coming together. Yeah. The ragtag group of unlikely allies. Yeah. Reformed villains all working together to put, to see past the distraction the Greeks put in front of them, this whole mm-hmm. First Order bullshit, to weaken the galaxy for an easy invasion. Not to mention, it would be a really nice ideal to the fact that, like, a coalition of cultures and people wouldn't be as subjectable to the type of social warfare that the Greeks prefer. Mandos and Jedi and Chiss and, like, other random wild spacers are all going to have, like, super different cultures. So if they're all aware and preparing for it, the threat, then they can track it down and warn each other as they form a plan or a trap. And I can see them putting little... to. Make an MCU parallel, I can see them putting little bits and pieces of this into all of these different shows, and then we do another movie trilogy where everyone has to come together like the first Avengers movie and fight this thing, and then we do that over the course of a couple movies. I also think that we'll see during this time, it will somehow be revealed, that the Greeks were using Palpatine while Palpatine believed he was using them. This was shown in one of the, very specifically, this exact situation in... One of the chis, or one of the ascendancy books, yeah. where the Kilji thought that the Greeks were helping them, mm-hmm. that they had hired the Greeks, but really it was the other way around. Okay. The Greeks were using them by making, by exploiting that weakness that they thought people would work for them. Okay, so they were able to be allies while steering them in the way they wanted them to, making a deal and saying, "You can have this if you do this for us first. Okay, but making sure that they they're. What they want is true first. Um, I also would bet that the Greeks were the reason that the tech was there to allow the Star Destroyers to have Death Star weapons on each in the first place. Because remember that? They said that they each have planet-destroying capabilities. Mm -hmm. The Greeks have done that with multiple things. They're interested in other people's cultural objects and also their technology. They were able to make gravity wells with the material that they had found in the Separatist factory. They took Chiss um, Skywalkers to figure out how to navigate in space how the Chiss were doing it without without computers. And so then they were basically also seen in the Empire during the Imperial period, literally inside the Empire, fighting with Thrawn outside of the, like in the supply line for the secret Death Star still. So they were there stealing stuff from the Death Star supply line. Okay. That Thrawn was trying to, like, get rid of them when Pops was like, or Vader was more specifically like, this isn't a real threat. Mm -hmm. So I think that, like, they're doing the same thing they did with everything, where they're observing the culture, and they're finding the key to it, and the Empire's culture is the fucking Death Star, the destruction power of it. Mm -hmm. So let's take that, make it better say we're using it with them, but really we're using it against them. And then we're going to let them destroy themselves. Okay. As they all, as we've seen them do yeah. before. Right. So, um... Also, they look, like, really weird. We don't know exactly what they look like yet. That it's, is if that is the thing. That has not been confirmed. It hasn't been confirmed, but everyone believes There it is an alien... Also, right at the same time, where all this shit's going down... Uh, there's a game coming out called Star Wars Eclipse being made by uh, Quantic, Quantic Dreams. And they, they made Detroit become human. Oh. Um, we don't like the creator. He's a piece of shit. But 
there is an alien that looks and has a lot of the features of the Grease. And is very much seen as like this... It takes place way earlier. Mm-hmm. This takes place like right at the fall of. The it's Republic. kind of this whole push up of like, we're cl- it's it feels like a reveal of this alien yeah. we've okay. never seen before, and they fit the features. This they have the scar cultural. They scarification. have some cultural scarification on one side, which was the same as the armor. Yeah. So it's like it feels like they could be that. So okay. it feels again like they're putting these seeds of this here. Which I think, honestly, if this is what they're planning, and if they fucking do it right, and they're sowing these seeds this early on, this could be really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if in a few years, like, this plot starts revealing itself, and, like, all of a sudden, you hear about it, and you go back and find all these clues from, like, fucking Thrawn 2017 and Aftermath. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be really fucking cool. Yeah. So... It, it's my honest belief that I think the Grease are meant to be the new ca- canon version of the Yuzang Vong, or the Yuzang Rong, if you will. <laughs> I'm really happy about that pun, so... Can't see how hard I rolled my eyes. <laughs> but listener, they got stuck. Because Disney couldn't do Yuzang Vong. No. No. And no. I've heard nipples on everything. Right. It just wouldn't translate <laughs> well. And they needed something similar, but not too similar, and the, make it original. To the fact of, like... He's named Ben, but he's he's Han and... They're and trying not kids. to stoke the fire this time. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I think they, if this is their plan, they might have towed the line in the right place. We'll see. Making this close enough, but not too close, where all you're thinking is 100% comparing them to the Yuzong Bomb. Yeah. Um, especially if they continue this trend they're doing with the whole legends are actually legends in this world. Yeah. That, like, the Grease are completely hidden and really fucking weird. So it would make sense that there are some crazy rumors about them doing yeah. weird shit. And, like, also, like, you know, with the old man of prophecies could be vague. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. And we even have, like, in the first Thrawn book, Eli is always talking about, like, all the wild space stories he heard of evil, unfeeling chists that more align with the original chists. And that those could be seen as, like, exaggerated recountings and, you know... Campfire stories. Yeah. Maybe one person met one chiss at one point, and they were kind of weird and standoffish. And then all of a sudden, that becomes totally kind of unfeeling. Ra- totally evil, racism right? To them. <laughs> Completely evil, and they have glowing red eyes, and they're evil. You know, they, that could become that. They do have glowing red eyes, right? So of course they're evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Campfire story, Brett. Anyway, I think like I think this could be so fucking good if this is the plan. At the very least, I think there is enough evidence to say that Thrawn or the chiss will be involved in whatever news phase they're going in, and that the Grease will at some point become a villain um, in this post-Exegol period. Well, not to interrupt yeah. you, but if it, it seems that... Well, Thrawn definitely is going to, because Ahsoka mentioned Thrawn in The Mandalorian. Right, yes. um, So it seems like she, Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. Like, that's the only yes. reason why she was there on that planet. So Thrawn will be, and if Thrawn is tied to, if Thrawn's like the one emailing all his local journalists being like, the chest, you need to worry about, not the chest, Chris. the Chris, you need to worry about them, then yeah, they feel tied in some way. So if he's coming in, maybe then the Chris is coming in as well. Mm-hmm. Then it could be some whole thing that like Ahsoka's hunting down Thrawn, trying to get him, and as you said, then like maybe she finds Ezra and he's with Thrawn, but he's helping him because they realize like, hey, there's this uh, this other threat that's coming. We all need to get together. First Avengers movie, Star Wars edition. Yes, <laughs> because like my big thing is like, why move Thrawn into this new period? Yeah, 
And like they also got Timothy Zahn. They also got Timothy Zahn or Zahn 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 Zahn. They also got him to come back. He is the author of all the Thrawn yeah. shit. He's Thrawn's creator. They got him to come back. We didn't say hi to him. Not to mention the pre- prequel series. Then comes in and like when he wrote the prequel series from mm-hmm. the first stuff. There's contingency issues. He changed shit. Okay. So why in the future did he say, you know what? I need to go back and change this. Yeah. I need to. Why is he retconning this shit? Why is he retconning the shit he just wrote? Yeah. One of the things that were retconned originally, the Skywalkers were called Navigators. Then he changed it to Skywalkers. So maybe Rise of Skywalker isn't fucking about Rey. She Mm. even does the job of a Skywalker. By using the Force to guide through the chaos and bring the ships with her to the unknown regions. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it could be that they, like, oh, well, that one person did. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And everyone always says, everyone always says that the movies are named wrong. That you can take a movie and connect it better to a different movie. So Attack of the Clones should really be where Revenge of the Sith is. Yeah. You know, that fits better. Like, you know, like, basically everyone says that you can move the titles That's around. what I was so confused when you told me that Order 66 happens in Revenge of the Sith. I was like, it doesn't happen nope. right. in Attack <laughs> of the Clones? Right. Like, that... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I never... Yeah. The, na- the names are in the wrong places. Yeah. And I feel like Rise of Skywalker continues to fit that. Last Jedi should be Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That was, that Rey was Rey's the last Rise. Jedi. Yeah. Right. Well, with yeah. the... Starting episode one. The, the original right, trilogy... Right, right, right. They do line up. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen them be put around. A New well. Hope. You could call that one Force Awakens, though, and you could call yep. the first of the sequel trilogy A New Hope, of Ray being the True. new hope for everything. True. Mm-hmm. And you could say The Force Awakens goes to episode four. Yeah. Because that's the first time someone in The Force is actually coming back again after Order 66. Yeah. Force mm-hmm. Awakens makes more sense for the beginning of Luke's story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that this is their plan that they're gonna make all these characters that we've seen as kind of villains not so villains. Especially Thrawn. Because yep. Thrawn is always seen as bad. Yeah. Villain, very bad. We don't like him. He bad. We don't like him. But then like we come through with this and we have especially the people he is specifically with in his books, it's like a oh no, they all have like this higher ideal that they're looking for. They might be working with the Empire, but really he's working with the Chiss. I wish Rosario Dawson didn't have all that transphobia shit going on because yeah. that would be really cool if it's like fucking Ahsoka and like in... I think that's what it's gonna be. Well, no, and I think it's gonna be and I just... And Rosario Dawson's such a good actress and I'm just so mad that she's such a bitch. Yes. That like, she has to have like anything bad because it'd be like, oh, it's weird to be like, oh, and that happens, but it's like Rosario Dawson? That's gonna be really fucking cool. But then I was also like, man, what do you have to say? Also, I would also like to point out that everything recently has been moving away from the core worlds and going to the Outer Rim and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, we're all like fucking Jakku and Tatooine and Navarro and Mandalore a little bit, I guess, we're at least right. talking about it. Like, yeah. Right. And Mandalore's, that was the whole thing of why they use Unglum. When was approach. the last time we on fucking Coruscant? Did we make it into Coruscant and Bad Batch? No. No, like, I mean, no. what was, what was, where was um the one, the bar that we kept going? Or Montel. That's yeah. Outer Rim. Oh, no, that's Mid Rim. Mid, okay. But it's like right on the edge, but it's also on a smuggler's route, so it's pretty much an Outer Rim. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and, like, everything is moving further and further out, and also, 
A lot of worlds in wild space and unknown regions have been brought up recently. Especially, they did a lot of them in Rebels. Lara San yeah. is out there. Uh, like, a bunch of different shit is out there. Yavin 4, where his, mm. uh, where the base is. Well, the base, and then now also Luke's school. Yeah. Yeah. That's on Yavin 4. Endor's out there. Where, was, like, this whole... What was the planet that, um, that, uh, we met Ahsoka on? In the Mandalorian. Oh, that was, um, Corvus? Corvus. You know what, I meant to look Corvus. up where that was. I can't remember where. Let I believe it's Corvus, because... Wasn't that... Corvus sounds right to my head, but let's see. Wasn't the owl called, like, a corvid or something? No. That's oh. Morai. No, I meant the race. Like, the species. Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> um, Cor- Corvus was a forest planet in the Outer Rim Territories. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've all just been hopping around yep. the Outer Rim. We're hanging out in the... Yeah, yeah, we're hanging out in the Outer Rim, and we're hanging out in the Outer Reaches. Yeah. Um, why do I keep saying the outer regions? The unknown regions. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see if any of those ends up be becoming true. true. I think it is. I mean I you nailed this... it in the last one. This, this one's gonna take longer to right. actualize. This is okay. right. But there's too much weird shit. Everywhere I looked, I was like, fuck, there's more <laughs> of this could be the Greece? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think there's a a decent amount of possibility that that this could be I, I think really what it's gonna be is I think that the Greece are definitely gonna have to be somewhat involved in new shit. Thrawn and the Ascendancy is gonna be involved, the chess. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna be talking about the um the unknown regions. Yeah. I think that those are all gonna be involved regardless. But I think that this whole thing that they're trying to build is it's gonna be this counterforce that is trying to ignore what's happening to build their own forces to fight them when they come. And I think that would be a cool, like, completely... Not saying, like, like comp- coming from a completely unknown area, it just seems like this huge, insurmountable threat to, at least from, like, I guess my perspective, a more casual Star Wars fan, seems like something that has never happened in Star Wars before. Like, it's the mm-hmm. biggest threat that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can pull people from, like, fucking four TV shows, maybe we fucking... Dr. Afro into live action. Well, I guess it's right. in a different period. But, like, you could pull shit from, like, comics, from books, from all these different TV shows that are going to be happening. And they... Or in The Mandalorian, which seems like the big flagship at the moment. And it all comes together for this one thing. And I feel right. like this would seem like it's a big enough... It, 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 it's like fighting Thanos. It's a big enough issue that everyone has to come together. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I think it's going to be fucking important. And I also think that we can't ignore the fact that if we're saying this is a parallel to Yusung Vong... Part of that, the the turning factor in the Yuuzhan Vong War was the Mandalorians. Yes. If the Mandalorians weren't there, the galaxy would have fucking lost. The New Republic would have lost. Yes. By the Mandalore. Yes, the Mandalore. So, my, my Grogu with cookies popped. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good, it was a good decision. I'm really... <laughs> the, the, the pop figures are too fucking good. Well, it's just... It, Sometimes I find them weird, but the Grogu one, it works. Right. His head and his eyes are allowed to be that big. It's Grogu. Yeah, there are a few where... I was like, why is your head so big? That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I love love and hate the mall ones where they just make his eyes yellow. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's bad. I don't like that. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I really think 
I haven't heard. So I've heard some people talk about the grease seeming similar to the Yuzang Fong. Yeah. But I haven't seen really many. I haven't really seen anyone talk about the fact of what they think that's going to become. Yeah. Or the fact that I think Mandalore is going to be the new force of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing is that I, I think this is what Disney needs. Yeah. I think they tried in in a very small, very strange way. They tried to do something like this. With all the books and comics coming out of the new things, but they couldn't rely on those being seen. Yes. With a- like with Aftermath and all those crazy comics that were going in. And I feel like now they have Disney Plus. Right. Now they have Disney Plus. And The Mandalorian was so popular. The Mandalorian was so much Which more successful out, than they even honest, thought it was going to be. It came out at the perfect time. Everyone was getting stuck in their houses. They needed something. No, 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 no. The Mandalorian was from way earlier than that. Yeah. Book of Boba oh, Fett was more... I don't remember. Right. Oh, we came years, out in, in November 2016. No, no, <laughs> Mandalorian season. You think the season two? We started the oh. podcast in oh, quarantine. Right. And right, we went true. up right before season two started. Yes. So this show started when everything shut down. Okay. <laughs> yes, we yes. started in the middle of quarantine. Because this was our only social circle we were doing. Okay? Yeah, yeah. This was our bubble. <laughs> so we, yeah. yeah, I lived within walking distance of you guys at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that, and I also think that you can't ignore the fact that, like I said, especially now that I've gotten through what I wanted to say, the word vomit, is that John Favreau launched Mandalorian and he launched the MCU. Yeah. And again, as you were saying, I don't know how... I mean, I, I don't really care that much about the MCU. I've seen like most of the movies, but... Actually, none of the Iron Man ones. But, like, I don't know how much they had that planned out from, like, Iron Man 1 that they were going to get there. But maybe... But now... I think they had Iron... I think what I've heard, and I could be completely making this up. I thought what I heard was that they had Iron Man to the first Avengers planned out. Yes. I believe that's Okay. I think that that was when they started this project. They knew that they were going to create these other ones and eventually get it to where all going to come together. Right. So when you think of this, but now, like, they know, like, that is a proven method that works. Yeah, and worked very well And worked incredibly well. So, and like, everyone at the time before was avoiding Marvel, and what, when when they bought Marvel, it was so fucking cheap. Was. Oh, yeah. When they, right. Yeah, yeah, the only yeah. thing that was ever even somewhat successful was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series. Yes. Which. Which they only, only bought Spider-Man. Because they sold it off, because they needed money at the time. Yeah, they only in in Fox would only buy Spider Man because they thought it was the only one that had any potential to make money. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at the time they were right. Disney can because there's a but I do think if Disney would have bought them and put the money into it, they could have also made that successful. Oh damn! But yeah, it's Disney, and especially now, like Disney Marvel now, they can do this. Like they 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 can they've proven that they can. You know, fucking I've probably seen fuck. I do not care about superheroes that are not the X Men. And I have probably seen 20, 20 <laughs> MCU movies. Oh my god, that's so real. Um, and like, and I feel like they've got yeah. it down now. Like, have you have you seen Spider Man No Way Home? I haven't, but I, I, I you'll like I it. To. I mean, I know I will because I love Tobey Maguire. Exactly, like, like, yes. And, and even like, I kind of like those ones. They're like fun. And I liked, yeah, and I liked Andrew Garfield. And I don't have anything against Tom Holland's Spider Man. Yeah, so like, saw the first. I saw the first of... I, I've seen all of them, but, like... But that's the thing of, like... I saw that movie yeah. in... Like, I, I, like my fiance and I went to go see that movie in theaters. Because we yeah. were like, I, I actually want to see this in theaters. 
They don't know you got engaged. <laughs> Rika I, just got engaged. No, I said fiance last time, I think. Oh, Rika did recently just very recently get engaged. Yes, this girlfriend I'm always talking about is not my fiance. We'll get her on here at some point. So we're going to watch the prequels eventually. Um, oh, yeah, she likes the prequels. What's fair? Mm-hmm. Fair. Oh, she's s- seen them. I have not seen them. <laughs> I, I, I've been wanting to watch Phantom Menace again. Um, Ever since that. Oh, Samuel Kim, that, I don't know if you've ever, they're a composer on um, Spotify. They did a Duel of the Fates and, like, the- mashed up with the Kraken from Pirates of the Caribbean, and I thought I was going to fucking die. I don't think you drunkenly played that for me the other time. Probably. It was when I was in my Mando costume coming from the Louisville game. Remember? Oh, right. After I had had fucking four bourbon slushies. I'm surprised you guys remember that because (laughs) the end of Kings that night was you and Liz literally stumbling up the stairs. We do not remember the end of Kings. Neither of us do. Um, I remember vaguely. <laughs> but you were the only one who remembers the end of Kings. Because I wasn't drinking. Uh, I we... felt already yucky that night. <laughs> um, so I guess with all of this, this is more just a question because I don't fucking know slash care. Um, but when is the, when is the Obi Wan show taking place? Um, so it is because that's the next thing to come out, right? The Obi Wan show, right? It takes place right after the fall, I believe. Not or right. After not right years. after. Luke is about ten. Remember we saw him? Oh, yeah. You're right, because he, he's a kid. Yeah, he's, he's about 10. Okay. I thought he was 8, but yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he's he's a child. <laughs> right. He's, he's, he's a baby. So he's it's a, within 10 years of... So it's a, it's before Phantom Menace, but... It's no, no, a, no, 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 no. Oh, it's after. It's before A New Hope. Obviously. Luke! I thought... I literally Luke. in my head was thinking Anakin. Because it's Ewan McGregor, <laughs> but I guess he's 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 20 years older now. Right. Um, Time has passed. <laughs> they also got the same actors to play... Um, Owen and um, Burr, really? Burr, whatever her name is. Burr. No, Anne and Peru. Mm-hmm. She was in the fucking Nexium cult. They got her back. Mm-hmm. I know she was part of the cult. She yeah. I she, really only remember her. Her like her. Uh, I don't know, boyfriend or husband. I think it might be her husband. He's like the director of the Nexium series on whatever like HBO. Yeah, Anne Peru was all over that fucking thing. She was in the Nexium cult. She got oh. out kind of early, but she was there. Not to the point of like branding, but she was like she was like there. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> but they got so our next episode is going to talk yeah, about Nexium. They're cults. both. They're yeah. It's so weird that they got her to back to play in Peru. Yeah, Nexium cult. Yeah, it's so weird because it's all like because it's like Allison Max, like the big one. Was I was like, gonna say, I know Allison Max. Who was all over Smallville? Jesus Christ! My fiance was rewatching Smallville. And was like. She, she's like a main fucking yeah. character. I was like, yeah. this is very weird. They're like, we watched that whole documentary. She was the one who was there, like, fucking she branding, branding people. people. Jesus. Yeah. Have you ever watched the next scene? No. Oh, oh my you God. You need to learn about I'll this. I'll imagine oh. as soon as I go home. Yes. Says, so the Amparoo connection definitely does that. It's but good. I guess I'll hold off bitch watching uh, Bridgerton and feeling bad about myself for liking Bridgerton until later. I know. I'm always even like, do I even need to I love Bridgerton. I mean, Bridgerton. I did, but it was such a moment. I was like, do I even it's care? It's such a draw. It's pure escapism. I really like, oh, her first name's Nikolai. I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. The one whose lady was down is also in Dairy Girls. Oh, oh, oh Nicola. Yeah, she's like super queer. Yeah, she's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Dairy Girls episode of Great British Bake Off? They no, I have Oh my god, it's so funny. We are I so off from Star Girls. Wars right now, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I went to a tangent. So where do you think, do you think any of this is going to play at all into the Obi-Wan show? So you know what, that I don't know. 
Because I think one of the big things that they're doing... Were you thinking would the Obi-Wan show be a bit too early for where this would come in if it's kind of in the more like Mandalorian, probably well, maybe not if they're there helping build. I, I, so here's the thing is, I won't say no. Because I would say that the first contact that at least the Grease get involved in this would be the start of the Clone Wars. That is okay. At this point, I think that they're at least they at least got okay, their. Okay, you're saying they're like they're they playing little seeds, and they've kind of always been there, kind of directing shit from the background. So it might right. be that we'll like we'll be able to kind of see that a little bit within the Obi Wan show, which would take place way before. I mean, after the Clone Wars, but before like the Mandalorian, the Ahsoka show, and all that kind right. of stuff is going to be. I, I would say that it would it would possibly it could okay. possibly come up, especially if we're going to in the Force that I mean, first of all, Tatooine. Yeah. Outer Rim, pretty close to the unknown oh, regions sure, sure. as well. Um, Hut Space, those are always places where you could see shit, anything happening pretty mm-hmm. much. But I would also say the fact that we have the Inquisitors. Um, oh. And the Inquisitors have always been a weird point. Yep. And we later see them in Rebels work real directly with... Actually, do... You know what? Never. I don't think the Inquisitors ever do work with Thrawn, do they? No. No, never mind. But they are like the villains in. in You'd think so. Right. No. They're the villains in Rebels before Thrawn. Okay. Okay. That's how I remember the Inquisitors. Yeah. So they're there. And then. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe they have the. They have the spitty lights. Oh, well, was, so were they yes. in Clone Wars episodes too? No, it was only Rebels. But remember. When they're we, also in the um, Fallen Order game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that might be right. I remember Maul was fighting them at the temple and they had the stupid helicopter. Oh, see, I'm, I'm right. conflating rebels and, um, and, and, and everyone yeah, hated, hated it. But here we are. We're here. We're, I'm accepting it. What's the point? I can't change it. I'm just going to enjoy the fucking helicopter lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with, with my new favorite character I know nothing about because she's so fucking hot. Oh. Inquisitor Reva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with it, but I also think one of the big things, if they're not building this plot, is the ideal of um, filling gaps. Mm. Okay. Bad Batch fills a gap. Yes. Kenobi fills a gap. And that same gap, actually, is that... that yeah, I guess if you're right, going back and doing stuff in this whole period, it's 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 like a subtle backdoor retcon. Right. Yeah. Well, and I would also say, though, with the cloning, you could bring that forward to make more sense with the shit that's going on with the Mandalorian, with yes. the cloning facilities, all of that that seems to be coming up with the Camino, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it, I don't know. I really, I, I'm not going to say no okay. <laughs> for Kenobi, but I'm but, not exactly but... thinking like, oh, there's def- this is definitely okay. going to Okay. I, was just wondering. I think this is... Definitely going to come up in Ahsoka series in some yeah. way, or at least we're going to... Well, Ahsoka, it seems like they have set up that the Ahsoka series, at least the first season, will focus on her trying to find Thrawn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I do think someone has been cast, or there have been talks about cast. Hmm. And there has been someone cast for Ezra. Okay. He's the Aladdin. Oh, it's Aladdin. Yes, in the remake. Yeah. He, uh, he's, not the, he's not the greatest singer, but his acting was fine. Well, Ezra doesn't sing. So <laughs> yeah, I was talking Ezra's acting was singing. <laughs> Here's a mm-hmm. quick question, especially for you, Brett. Do you want Ezra to have the blue eyes? You know, I don't think I care. It'd be cool to be like, oh, you know, he still looks like he does from the show. But I don't think it's enough to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch this anymore because Ezra doesn't look right. I don't 
think I fucking care, to be honest. I just like the character in general. As, if he, as long as he acts like Ezra, I think I'll be fine. I feel like that's a little bit of the thing of it. Um, it come, came up in um, Game of Thrones because the Targaryens are supposed to have purple eyes. Yep. But they didn't want to have to make that Amelia Clark had to wear purple contacts in every goddamn episode. So they like were like, okay, the Targaryens do not have purple eyes. Because like they just have normal colored eyes because that would be weird. And I know you brought this up a little bit too, Cork, of it's that weird thing of like, oh, we want these characters to like not be white, but then we give them like basically like white characteristics. Like Yeah, we'll give them one or two white characters. It's like the fantasy thing of like, oh, but none of like the white characters have like purple well, I guess the Targaryens do. But like everyone else in Star Wars, it's not like um like it's not like Ray has like, I don't know yellow eyes or something. It's like, Ray just has regular covered eyes, but, like, then, like, you know, like, Ahsoka has weird colored eyes, or it's always, like, the non-white characters mm-hmm. that have weird colored eyes. Right. They, so, they like, just let that. him be, like, an Arab kid because that's he's a I fucking mean. Arab kid. Right. Like, that's kind of where I'm yeah. saying is where I'm like... Yeah, it depends. And especially the fact that it always... And I mean, I've said this. It always seems that they're putting white features in people of color... And then they're putting these people who would seem like they're people of color and making them aliens. Yeah. Yes. Like Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka is a or Z- coded Zeb? as a person of color. Zeb and Rebels Zeb is clearly like an African man. Is pr- yeah. And then we have the not African. even like African American. Have... Full on African. Like we... his family is. And then we have the African man playing a white. Yeah. Fascist. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, African descent. Who's British? Yeah. Who's British? Well, I guess he's British. <laughs> Your voice sounds British. You're a bad guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they make Cal- why Deep- they make Cal so white though. I don't know, but the acute couple was that. At the beginning, he was supposed to be a chess. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it was for their early um concept art of him being a chess. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's just tons of fucking shit with this, and I don't know. I just I hope Star Wars can do better going forward. <laughs> Oh, let's hope Star Wars is better than Disney 2 is LGBT. That, that's all we can ask in the future. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck. I mean, I, that's, that's, I mean that's another episode, though, that maybe yeah. we can say for Pride Month. Um, but... Disney, go fuck yourself. A Star Wars episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a little bit of actual queer representation in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Last Pride Month, there wasn't a lot to cover. Um, all right, so you got anything more to say about this, Quirk? No. <laughs> okay. Let's see how crazy Cork is this time, or if they're mostly correct, like last time. Mm-hmm. So if you think Cork has gone off the rails. Or if an alien species has approached you with jewelry and caused a civil war. <laughs> yeah, if an alien has dropped a nipple on your house, um, we are BreakashoutPod and on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. BreakashoutPodcast at gmail.com. Let's hope this goes better than last time. If you stumble upon our podcast without knowing how to spell it, we are BreakashoutPod. We are I. K-A-S-A-K. Alright, and we haven't had this conversation. When will we be back and what will we be covering? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're making me wait till you're making me wait till June for aftermath, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Um and then So let's finish Imperial Commando. Let's 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 Okay, yeah. you've talked so much about how nothing happens in Imperial Commando. Do we actually have to read it? Or would you just rather tell us what happened? About we break out the red string and we do another crazy theory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's what I'm going to say. Let's, um, all right. I can, I'll take the bullet. I will read Imperial Commando. Okay. 
And I will... Because literally, you said all the women have faded into the background and Etain is dead. And literally, if Etain and Bessany are not around, I don't know if I care. I will read Imperial Commando. I will give a very quick summary of it. And then I will also, if this is your your decision, if you would like to do the Karen's outline of what the last book was going to be as its separate episode or the same one, because she didn't have much. So we could do that as like a, this was going to be the end of the series. And then what do we feel about the whole, the series I as a whole? I think we could do, let's, okay. So let's, so let's say our, we will be, yeah, let's say we'll be back on April 12th, which will be our Imperial Commando 501st episode, the last Karen Tarvis Republic Commando book. And then we will have another episode on April 26th, which will be the outline for the final. And then I guess our overall thoughts on the Republic Commando series. And, uh, and uh, a very happy moment to decide that we never have to deal with Karen Tarvis's thoughts on it again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will be back on April 12th talking about Republic Commando 501st First, by yeah. Karen the Turf Tarvis, which is the last Republic Commando book. Thank God. To finally round Well, down. Imperial Commando is what it's called. Oh. Well, well, I think it's... Yeah, no, it's called Imperial Commando 501st. Yeah, that's what I said. But it's still the last, like, Republic Commander. Yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. I mean, of course, it's stupidly named. It's Karen It's, uh-huh. Karen it's Karen <laughs> All right. Yeah, even uh, Kingdom Hearts is better naming conventions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, great, great note for Brett to end on. All right, we will see you all on, on April 12th. Goodbye. Goshi. Rejashimi. Lightsabers and the force. There's not going to be any yeah. fucking. No. no, yeah. It's we're all going to be Mandalorian. Edge and we're going to buy the wall-mounted lightsaber lights that you can buy for a kid's room. And I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint in Mandoa the adoption bow over their over their crib. Oh, that's a cute nice idea. Thank you. I know. <laughs> it's all going to be Grogu. <laughs> yeah. And Mandos. <laughs> Probably could do better.